Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Welcome to the ZeldaCast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Alice and Aletha. We are back after the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. How you doing, Al? Doing good. And um, I'm having a nice weekend. Nice. So, But uh, as we're going to talk about, it's it's still like a weird week because it's post-marathon and you have to get back to real life. That's so right. I'm sure we'll get really into that. Um, yeah, so, so for anybody watching this, uh, on Twitch right now, um, I've, I've titled our episode, the Zelda Dungeon Marathon Hangover, which I think is very appropriate because it really does feel like you're hungover for like trying to get back onto your sleep schedule, trying to readjust to like having to go back to work and like real life and stuff like that. Um, I think as a lot of, uh, people listening here know, I, I came back on Sunday night and then, and like Monday morning at six a.m., we had to take my dog to get surgery. So it's been, it's been a week. That I'm made the hangover right even back worse. In real life, yeah. Right there, yeah. Which was, which was also in some ways kind of like a silver lining because I didn't have uh, a chance because I was I was so busy to feel like the the post marathon blues, you know. Yeah. Which which are real, which hit you by the way when you leave because like you're leaving all your friends and you've spent like. All this time, very, very closely together, way closer than any group of people should be together. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been a week for sure. Yeah, definitely. I would. It was kind of funny because I took that Monday off as well, just to just because I knew I was getting home late and whatnot. And my boss messaged me, my manager. She was like, "Hey, are you okay? I haven't heard from you today." And I was like, "I'm fine. I I took today off too." I think she forgot that I requested Monday off, so she's mm. like, 
wondering where I'm at. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I figured. And I'm like, no, you, you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that Classic. was kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of funny. But, um, um yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, Adriel, our, our buddy here that works with us on the podcast, put it in a really good way that it's like going to camp. You know, you spend, it's like, but it's like, a you know, adult camp. It's not like when you're little kids yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you spend time with all your friends for like 10 days and you're hanging out, you're fighting over air mattresses and you're having a good time. And so it is kind of sad and like just a little melancholy when you go back to real life and you, you know, like the next time you see them will probably be a year from now. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's always tough to go back to real life, but, um, we're going to, we're going to share some stories, some behind the scenes stories, uh, from the Zelda dungeon marathon. We're going to, we're just going to kind of be, this is going to be a different kind of episode for everybody listening. We're going to, we're going to keep it a little bit casual today. We're just going to talk about some of our um, experiences playing the games that we played, uh, recap the events a little bit, uh, and hopefully give our listeners a little bit of a feel about what it's like to be like at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon and, and kind of the different things. Um, and we're also going to be at the end of the show. So if you're listening, stick around all the way to the end. Um, we've got a an interview, actually, with, uh, speaking of Adriel, uh, with Patricia Somerset. Um, obviously the, the voice actress of Princess Zelda. Uh, we were able to, to catch up with her for about 15 minutes or so and and, uh, and pick her brain about um, you know a couple different things. Interview was conducted by one of our writing team members. Uh, his name is Nick Miller. And of course, uh, Adriel was there kind of overseeing the proceedings as well. So um, yeah, they, they were able to, uh, to catch up with her at, uh, what is this called? Too Many Games. The uh, convention over in Philadelphia. So we'll have that audio for you uh, playing at the end of the episode. So stick around for that. And uh, you can, you know, we'll catch up with Patricia, see what uh, she's been up to for the last little bit. Uh, but yeah, so what we're going to do today is we're, we're going to take it easy. We're going to just chat about the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. Uh, we're going we're gonna to list some stuff that we got coming up in the future. It's going to be, you know, this is the, this is the week where everybody's sipping coffee, listening to music very, very low-key and the lights are kind of dimmed you know yeah yeah that's, that's accurate <laughs> yeah um so actually a piece of business that we should get to though before we we talk about the marathon is uh the oracle games conveniently are now on nso and yeah. uh they came I think, it, right after the marathon too <laughs> was it the day after or two days after i want to say it was like why we all got home and then it was like i don't know tuesday and they were like, by the way, here are the Oracle games on NSO. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, hey, they're there if you want to go and uh, enjoy the Oracle games. Which you should, by the way. Yes, um, they're great. You know what? Let's, uh, I, I was going to say let's start there. But actually, there is another important piece of business that we need to address here, Allison. Okay. It was your birthday yesterday. Oh, yes, that is important. Happy birthday. I, turn, I turned 30. <laughs> Woo! Join, join the club, one of us. I, um... <laughs> somebody asked me like how do you feel does it feel weird and i'm like i feel weird that i don't feel weird i think mm -hmm. it's just fine and a lot of people are telling me that 30s are better than 20s so i'm looking forward to it you know i kind of had a similar thing when i turned uh 30 i'm 35 now like mm -hmm. um but when i turned 30 i just i don't know i was just kind of like yeah whatever like it's, it's fine it's just another birthday yeah I, maybe 40 will be different but also like I've kind of thought about turning 40, like I turned 40 in five years and it's just kind of like, eh, like whatever. 
Maybe 50, I mean, that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, 40 does kind of freak me out since I just turned 30. But I think as you, you grow with it, obviously. So then by the time you get there, it's like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Yeah, maybe. Um, my dad told me that uh, he didn't care about, about 50. He didn't care about 40. But he's turning 60 in, like, less than a month. And he's like, uh-huh. this one's kind of weird. This one's a little bit like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be 60. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe when I turn 60, I'm, if, if I'm even alive when I'm 60, I feel like I'm about to fall apart at my back, Al. My, you know, my muscles hurt, especially after sleeping on an air mattress for a week. Yeah. 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 That's and that's another thing I've heard is you turn 30 and it's all downhill from there. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I turned 30 and I had this is probably TMI, but. I had a kidney stone. I had gout in my foot. (laughs) It was not a great year, actually. So, uh, anyways, let's not to... Happy birthday, Al. Welcome to to your 30s. Yay! (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So much to look forward to. Um, So, yeah, I want to... uh, uh, We're going to recap a list of the the games and stuff like that that we played. Some fun stuff that, uh, that went down. And, um, and as we get to there, but I think that what we should start off with is, uh, something I think a lot of people were, were looking forward to, and that was our Hot Ones episode, um, which was a blast. That was was a lot of fun. Um, I had a theory about it though, later in the week, but continue. Well, I I was going to say, so like we, uh, we kind of, maybe we didn't prep enough because like we, we went to the store, we just bought a bunch of hot sauces. Like we, uh. You know, we anything like that looked kind of good. Labels and yeah. the names, and we were like, "Oh, the scorned woman." Yeah, that sounds <laughs> yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, tequila. I like tequila. Tequila hot sauce. Okay, sure. Um, yeah. So that was kind of our uh, that was kind of our strategy for assembling the uh, the hot sauces here, and um, that episode was a blast. I think a lot of people yes. had like a lot of fun with it. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a lot of people tuning in. Uh, we had good... a live audience too, like not just. Yeah behind the screen which i'm used to but we had like almost the whole group there from the marathon behind the camera watching us and i was a which, little unnerved which was by weird, that right yeah like, last year when we did our our live episode i feel like nobody was there except for megan was doing tech but like i think everybody was just kind of they were like let's thing. watch yeah. them suffer <laughs> that's yeah, what pe- they wanted people wanted to see us suffer here <laughs> and um uh, and i think we did suffer but maybe not enough so here's my theory um, so yeah, we, we didn't prepare and we, I think we should have tried the hot sauces beforehand so that we could line them up in order of least spicy to most spicy, because I th- want to say it was like the fourth, the third or fourth one, we got the spiciest one. Mm-hmm. And I think what it did is kind of mess with our, our, pa- it's like wine, you know, it messed with our palate so that the other ones weren't as bad. In fact, when we had that hot sauce again later, it didn't hit as hard. So like mm-hmm. it did hit hard and there were some that did hit in weird ways but I think it kind of ruined the other, like our taste buds were not, we're kind of getting used to being tortured. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, next time we got to We got to do a little bit more yeah. prep beforehand. Uh, so somebody said that we should have bought the, uh, the hot wings lineup. It, I think we kind of thought about it, but it we was, thought about it was it, a lot but of it's money. It's like $150. Yeah. So, so we were like, of like $20 in hot sauce, <laughs> I, which is kind of what we did. Well, that was kind of our rationale. It's like, like we can we can die for a lot less money than you know. Yeah, like, than but that. now that yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, it's just like you see them like really dying on hot ones, so maybe yeah. we should invest in that. Maybe we should. I I don't know if we'll bring this gimmick back, but if we do, we're gonna do that. Um, yeah. Because 
because uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun and it wasn't it wasn't as deadly as I thought. In fact, I bought Pepto Bismol and I never opened it. Yeah. So, yeah. and in fact, I think my tummy hurt worse from like drinking like one and a half gallons of milk than it did from the hot sauce. Yeah. So, I mean, I did die, but in a in a, in a different, different way. way. Yeah. I think the worst thing that happened to me was my face really did not like that and it broke out. So that sucked. I uh, yeah. I I had. Uh, a bunch of people tell me when I was doing the episode, I kept on like kind of touching my eyes. Oh yeah, that made me nervous. And, like I, my mother-in-law was and, like, I could hear my uh, my phone going off, and it's her. She's like, "Stop touching your eyes," because she was watching live. <laughs> That's and, so funny. And I, there, I have to admit, there was a point towards the end where where I was I was actually kind of doing it intentionally, and I was trying to get it like just in the duct, like almost like not in my eye, but under it, so right. it could like, yeah, you know, because I I knew our audience wanted to uh, to see us suffer, so. Yeah. Gotta, I just try to give oh. them what they want. Somebody else brought up that, uh, well, a couple people were kind of like miffed that we were not eating the whole wing. You know what? And I understand that feeling if it was a re- if it was like real life situation. Instead, yes. we were on camera. We were trying to get the hot sauce. Like, I was, usually when I eat wings, obviously I pay, like I'll eat the whole wing and I pay more attention to the individual and I'll eat it. But like in mm-hmm. this case, I was like, I'm just trying to get the bite with the hot sauce. Yeah, the wing uh, itself doesn't matter. <laughs> I I saw that comment and at, at first I was kind of like, Ugh. but then I was like, no, you know what? That bothers me too, actually. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, I agree. You know, the the wings were just okay though. I think, right? Like they weren't. Oh, we just got Walmart wings. Yeah, so. yeah. So they weren't like something that you're just like, oh, I gotta eat every bite. But uh, yeah, this yeah. is kind of the thing. This is like we. This was really fun, but maybe it was more like a, a Tesco. Like if we do bring it back, yeah. we have a couple of things we can improve for next time absolutely um and i think that uh i think that maybe yeah i think that maybe people want to see something like that again so we'll, we'll we'll put it in our back pocket and maybe uh maybe uh you know bring it back um i gotta give a shout out to uh our our pal sean who uh gave us the iconic blue headband that actually is yeah. still in chicago <laughs> i left it there <laughs> Oh, whoops. So, yeah, whoops. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that uh, was awesome. It'll be waiting for us next year. A lot of great memes, by the way. Thank you for the memes, Yes, oh everybody. my god, it's great. Like, your new profile <laughs> picture is fantastic. Yeah, somebody made a profile picture uh, drinking at the milk bar. So, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, thank you for everybody that tuned into that. Um, if, you, if you're if you listening and you have no idea what the hell we're talking about, go over to Zelda Dungeons YouTube. Go over to Zelda Dungeons Twip. The whole episode is clipped there. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it turned out pretty well. when you want to watch rather than listen to. Because, like, I, think I so. mean, if, if you have an issue with eating, it's probably better to watch somebody than to listen to them. So, which mm-hmm. is, I can understand. Um, all right. So, another cool thing that we got to do, we got to uh, reunite with our pals over at another Zelda podcast. And we did a lot of podcasting. Uh, we did a lot of podcasting. In fact, did you, you did recording. more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which was, was which cool. Was fun. Because, uh, yeah, because... They're newer, um, although she's becoming quite regular, their newer podcaster with David is Katie. And um, Katie wanted to do kind of like her own episode, kind of get into the the hosting kind of deal. And so she invited me to talk. Yeah. Can you about... give us like a, a, a preview of what your, your guys' episode was yeah, about? Yeah. We talked about, um, I don't know if it's got like a real title, but basically we talked about the sages and how they evolved from Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom. And 
Uh, let's just say I had a little bit of shade towards Sidon, which I know is not a popular opinion. So if you're interested, definitely go take a listen to um, another Zelda Zelda's podcast about that. I don't think it's coming out for a few weeks, though. So just mm-hmm. keep your eyes open for that. But yeah, we talked about their growth, which I thought was a very fun conversation, actually, because I feel like some of them did really grow a lot. Right. Um yeah, that, that is very. I, I'm definitely gonna check that out when it when it comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought I thought uh, we'll talk about David in a second, but um, I thought getting to to meet Katie, she was great. And, and you know mm-hmm. what? Like, I think she was kind of a breath of fresh air, almost. Uh, no yeah. pun intended. But like, so she's. Uh, I mean, gosh, she she made me feel like I was a thousand years old. She, what is she like? Nineteen <laughs> or something like that? Nineteen or twenty? Yeah. <laughs> so so a younger Zelda fan, and her like to put that in context, she was thirteen when Breath of the Wild came out. Mm-hmm. So if that, that makes you feel like, game. yeah, yeah, that makes you feel like you just want to go into the ground and die, then welcome <laughs> to your thirties. Uh, but but uh, yeah, so but like I I I don't know I just, I really love that actually like having that newer Zelda fan and like the different perspective, particularly like like I I love when like newer Zelda fans kind of go back and play like an Ocarina of Time and just be like what's the deal with this game? Like, why is everybody mm-hmm. so gung-ho about it? And Or maybe not. I'd be like, oh, this is why, like, people love Skyward Sword or Twilight Princess or, or Link to the Past, anything like that. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that that newer Zelda fan perspective is, like, really awesome, actually. And, like, um, I don't know. I, I just think it brings, like, a unique element to, to the Zelda discussion. I agree. And I can't remember if it was on our episode or the episode we both recorded with them. Where we were talking about enemies, like new enemies in Tears of the Kingdom, and to to uh, Katie, it was like, well, a lot of them were new to me, even though they were reoccurring. So like, mm-hmm. she never knew what the like likes were. So her first iteration of like likes was Tears, and I remember being downstairs. We were watching one of the one of the games, and I was like, oh look, there's this is what the Gibdos looked like in the in the past, you know, versus what she knows in Tears of the Kingdom. So. It was kind of cool. And she was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so yeah. she was kind of learning more about these enemies and everything related to Zelda. And it is. It's kind of fun to watch somebody, like, experience that stuff for the first time. Um, yeah, I I think so. It's just like, uh, I don't know. There, I, there are some people out there that are like, oh, you got to play every Zelda game to be a Zelda fan. And, like, I, I feel like that's I like... Disagree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Yeah. I, like, strongly actually disagree with that. I just think it's, like, a really unique... Uh, fresh kind of perspective so mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed that and obviously getting to hang out with David is always a, a blast I think I said last year but like he's such a smart guy he, he's, he's way smart. he's way smarter than us in terms of like how and he runs his podcast right like, got, like oh yeah definitely definitely oh my he's taught he has like business plans and I'm like uh yeah sometimes I uh sometimes Alan and I decide what we're going to talk about like five minutes before the show <laughs> starts like yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's like it's really cool because he's so smart and li- and good to listen to talk to. But he's also like really hype. Like he's got such a like vibe, like this positive, just high uh, energy kind of vibe. That's like really nice to be around. You know, mm-hmm. like it makes you feel good. So like he's just awesome to be around and talk to. Mm-hmm. I played coup with that man, and I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah, that on. was. <laughs> I, you're too nice. Like, come on, yeah. like, come on. So uh, yeah, I don't was... know. He he won that first round, and kind of it like you were able to. I know. Coup me, and I was like, oh, David, you're making some enemies here already. <laughs> um, I, so this is a side story, actually. But so, so anybody that doesn't know what coup is, it's a it's a card game that's kind of become a Zelda dungeon tradition at the marathons, okay. and it involves lying. And uh, and deal making and bluffing, so I like it a lot. And uh, we were we were playing with um, 
with Spawny and Moogle and, and Wes was playing with us and like you should have seen those games. You you would have walked out in disgust. The amount of politicking going on was just like Oh my god. Unbelievable. There's like there's like nobody was doing anything for like twenty minutes while people were negotiating and just like <laughs> it was it was to ridiculous. Me, that, it's like that kind of strategy seems so silly because Andy's over here like making you know, he's like, Hey, you wanna you wanna form an alliance and let's go after Al and it's like he's going to come back for you after I'm gone. What are you doing? <laughs> Well, you know, that's uh, sometimes you gotta you gotta take out a common enemy, and then you see where the where the chips fall after that. Oh but, my god! Um, yeah, so so getting to record with uh, with David is is always great. We did an episode, uh, obviously, that we released last week, where we uh, God, what the heck did we talk about? Now I I, I know some of it. It all blurs together. It was um, the retrospective talk- of our of our list. That's what. Yeah, exactly. And like, did did this. Um, these things that we hoped for in Tears of the Kingdom, did it happen or did it not happen? How do we feel about it? That sort of thing. That was right. a good discussion, too. Yeah, it was. Um, and, and on a future episode of another Zelda podcast, you're going to hear us. Uh, we're joining David and Katie, and we talked about the uh, most epic moments in the series. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited couple, for that. I'm excited for that, too. But there was a couple I couldn't have because they hadn't finished yeah. Tears yet. Yeah. So I was like, ooh. There's there's some stuff I want to talk about, but and then there was it was hard with Katie too because I didn't want to spoil stuff for her for the series, but she was okay with it. <laughs> I feel like I was just like, whatever, we're gonna spoil it for you. Like, yeah. If you don't know that so, Zelda's chic by now, then yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, so that, that was, was that was fun. That was a lot of that fun. That was a good episode. Definitely look forward to that one. Um. So yeah, let's. Uh, I guess really quickly we can we can go over some of the games and stuff that we play. You know what? Actually, before we do any of that, Al. Uh, what we should do is actually talk about the the charity that we raise money for, and I apologize, we yeah. should have let off with this. But uh, Zelda Dungeon smashed, smashed, oh and I when I say Zelda Dungeon, I don't mean we, I mean like everybody listening and everybody donating and all all of you guys smashed the the donation record that we had, the like shattered the uh, the goal that we had. We were aiming to to get ten thousand, and we doubled that. Yeah. Um, so we we raised. Uh wow, twenty thousand eight hundred and forty-eight dollars and sixteen cents in U.S. dollars, which is mammoth. I feel like I feel like every year I'm just like, there's no way that could be topped. Right? Yeah, it kind of feels. We were talking about this on the admin team. It's like it kind of feels like it's a fluke, you know. The last two years, especially during mm-hmm. the pandemic, you know, and it was like we hit fourteen k, and it was like that's just a fluke, and then we hit sixteen k, and we're like, okay, there's no way. That we're going to continue on this momentum and then it happened again not only did we smash last year's record of 16k we went all the way to tw- like it's just cool how like the viewers and the supporters were like you know what like what if we could get to 20k and they did it yeah. like it was incredible to watch it was really cool um, especially in the last like few hours of the marathon yeah yeah you know what? And, for, and for context so my first marathon was 2018 and um uh, we had a flurry of donations similarly to this year at the, at the end of the event. So like during Ocarina of time was the last game and I was lucky enough to be playing that. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of sitting there like playing, but also all these donations were coming through and we ended up with like just under $6,000, which was incredible, which is like smashed the, uh, the goal that we had set that year. And mm-hmm. to look at that and then look at, at this year is, is just like, wow. Um, a lot of very generous people out there. A lot of uh, a, a lot of people that that did a really good thing. Um, 
And yeah, the, you know, we we fed a lot of kids, uh, or at mm-hmm. least helped a lot of kids get fed, maybe is the more specific way to say. So we were raising money for No Kid Hungry, and, um, you know, all, all that money goes towards, like, infrastructure rather than, like, actually, like, making meals. Like, the food is there. It's just, like, you know, you see all the time, like, the, all this food getting thrown away and wasted and stuff like that. And, like, basically the, the aim of this organization is to, to make sure that, waste is limited and and infrastructure is there to get food from point a to point b to point c in order to to feed people that need it and i and i think that we made uh, a a pretty big difference and and again when i say we i really mean you everyone listening and everyone watching so uh it it was incredible it it made me very proud to uh to be a part of and very proud to see so yeah it's definitely one of those things too where like people in the real world i say the real world because not everybody is in this community like we are they don't understand what I go and do every summer. Mm-hmm, but when yeah. I can come back and be like, our whole community raised $20,000 to feed kids. They're like, oh, oh, so you're doing something kind of important. And like, of course, like going to the marathon, playing Zelda and being with my friends is important to me. But like, overall, the the event itself yeah. is very important. So yeah, it's it's really cool. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, just, uh, you know, one last time, thank you to everyone that donated. And uh, it, was, it was an incredible an incredible record i i cannot fathom how this will ever be broken but that's what i said last year so we'll we'll see exactly so we'll see (laughs) um you know one thing that we should also mention is uh you know we we mentioned that at the end of this episode we uh were catching up very quickly with patricia somerset Uh, i thought one of the most incredible moments of the the marathon was actually the the intro and and i have to i have to admit to you that i i had uh been informed of of this plan beforehand Mm -hmm. Uh, I, and I think it was pretty low. Did you know kind of what the score was before? No, I, and I think I can't, I, I could, I feel like I could speak for a lot of people at the event. We didn't know this was happening. So right. like, it kind of made sense that, that you would know and Kat would know because it's like a social thing for the social team to do. But like, I had no clue. So when the music started, I was like, oh, cool. We like incorporated the tears music to the intro of our marathon. But then it like went beyond that, and like you you can Oof. get into it, but it it was it was like it was like goosebumps, and we were all just like, oh I'm, my god, I'm getting like goosebumps in the back thinking about it right now. Out. <laughs> um, so if you if you haven't seen this, do yourself a favor and go watch the intro to the Zelda Dungeon Marathon, uh, because it is spectacular. So so a couple weeks prior, like not even that, like maybe a month prior to the marathon. Kat, uh, so Kat, who has been on the podcast with us before, a longtime friend, she's now the head of our social media team over at Zelda Dungeon. She reached out, she's like, I got this idea, like, do you think this is feasible? And, uh, and, and she was like, I'd like to see if we can get some of the voice actors from Tears of the Kingdom to maybe to give a shout out to, to everybody watching the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. And, and I said that it probably was, you know, she asked if there was any way that we could contact Patricia or if there was any way that we could talk to, you know, Sean Chiplock or like Elizabeth, some of the people that we've had on our show before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really didn't help her at all, actually. I was just like, yeah, I'm sure they would like, uh, I, you know, and, and we kind of left it at that. And then um, a couple weeks later, yeah, you know, she was like, okay, I got, I got Elizabeth Maxwell. Okay. I got, uh, um, I got, you know, like the, the on and on and on. So the, the marathon opens up with like five or six, like really cool videos of, of these voice seven. actors. Seven, yeah. Seven of the nine invites she sent out. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was very, very cool. And, uh, you know, the actually, so Patricia, um, 
her her portion of it was actually recorded at the same time that the interview that's airing later this episode was. So it was it was really cool. Like it felt like like goosebumps and it, like it felt like the production of it was very like a very top tier. And actually, overall, um, I think the production of the event overall was like really it was probably better, our best event. Yeah, better than in years past. Like in years past, like you'd kind of start the marathon and be like, "Is this thing on? Okay, we're live. Yeah, yeah hi." <laughs> Which which is fine, like it's fun. Yes. But this one felt like, like a, you know, I don't want to say like a legitimate event, but like it was like a uh, a big time feel to it. So it was is very cool, and a hundred percent of that credit goes towards Cat. She did a great job. Yes, that was very cool. Like I said, a lot of us were really shocked because a lot of us were sitting in the back waiting for the event. We were counting it down, and then that that happened, and you see like Sean Chiplock, you see like Elizabeth, you see. Um, so many characters. We started off with the voice actor of Robbie, and then you got Impa, and then you got, um, uh, like, there was a couple people missing, which was fine, it was, but, like, overall, it was, like, the majority of them, and I think, I think we finished off with Patricia, I can't remember for sure. Yeah. But, like, it was such a good intro. Not only intro, but, like, also just, like, um, how do I say this? Like, a, a payoff also for wait, uh, how long we waited for Tears of the Kingdom as well because Tears of the Kingdom was our focus this year at the marathon a little bit. And so it kind of felt like Tears of the Kingdom is finally here and here are the voice actors to help welcome us to this event and like help us with this charity and I thought that was really cool too. So it was like a combination of things that happened for the feels, I guess I should say. It, it was, uh, honestly, go watch it. Uh, it's it's over, on, <laughs> so it's over cool. on Twitch right now. You got to check it out. It was it was super cool. Um, let's talk about some of the games that you and I played together, Al. Yeah. Now, <laughs> there, by my count, there's two that we played on a team. One game that we just played kind of together at the same time, but not really uh, against or with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's it, right? I think that's I it. I guess so. Um, let's, start off, let's start off with uh, Skyward Sword. Okay. I, I won Skyward Sword. Oh, I was yeah. victorious this you year. You so were. Um, if you're, well, I mean, actually, I would say you didn't, because your goal was actually to slow down your, your teammate in order for him not to blow us all out of the water, which he did. So, the, uh, <laughs> I don't history, know if you actually won. <laughs> the history books will show that Team Canada, which Andy Spiteri was the captain of, You guys was... were Team Celsius, which oh, I thought right. was hilarious. Yeah, that's what so I meant, funny. Team Celsius. Uh... <laughs> I was the captain of Team Celsius and, and emerged uh, victorious. Oh my god! So actually, there is a there is a story for this that I can't tell on the podcast. Maybe I'll oh. tell it on ZeldaCast Top Tens one day. Okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was uh, I was told. So obviously, I'm the baggage, right? Like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm garbage uh, at this game, which is funny because I'm going to be saying that I won it for forever. Um, but my goal was literally to slow down Kieran. And, um, and so I played, uh, the intro. Uh, in fact, I played like basically the whole game up until getting into, uh, Skyview Temple. And then, uh, I look over, I look over at, uh, at Moss and Catherine and Catherine kind of gives me the, like, she gives me the, like, okay, cut it off. Like give it, give it to Kieran, let him catch up. Cause I'm like, we're significantly behind everybody else. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, so I, so I go outside and I'm hanging out with Goo and I'm doing my thing. And they're like, come back in like two hour, two and a half hours. I think he'll be caught up and ready for you by then. So in an hour, they call me and uh, they're like, you need to come back like right now. And so <laughs> uh, I did the silent realm 
and uh, yeah, it was uh, I, it was it wasn't a long spurt of gameplay, but it was long enough. Enough. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I went to bed after that, and I woke up to the news that my team under my leadership had emerged victorious. So oh I don't God. know what you were doing over there, Al. You know what? I feel like Rachel and I were like. <laughs> you know how you say you you were playing Minish Cap last year and you you were with Kieran and Locke and you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like that was Rachel and I because we were up against Kieran and then Moogle, who's been practicing the hell oh out God. of Skyward Sword. And then Locke and Ashton are also past Skyward Sword speedrunners, so they were both on top of it. And Rachel and I were good. We're just not that good, so <laughs> yeah. we kind of we kind of fell in last, which I think is fine because we finished the game and that was what was important to us. So, like, it, we had frankly, a really we had a fun time. There's a lot of games that did not get finished this year, more yeah. than I've ever seen. Which I didn't. Uh, uh, we which didn't I think finish tracks, so I mean yeah. that wasn't a big deal. But yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where it was like, ooh, what are we doing here? <laughs> um. Well, let's talk about Tears of the Kingdom, because we, we did play that together. And in fact, that's probably the game that we played together, like, the most. Like, uh, Yeah, I would, I would say so. I, I didn't play that much, but I was with you guys. Well, you, like, you were directing traffic. Like, you were you were the yeah. captain of that team. Um, I guess technically Jules was the captain of that. You Jules were, was the captain. You were, you were the heart and soul <laughs> of that team. I didn't know where Not the Not so much going. words, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I had a fun time playing that. We got, I got to do the uh, the fire area again, so I got to see Drip Nobo and Drip fight. Nobo. I You know, there's three really cool boss battles, like the, the Nobo boss battle, the... What the heck? It, like, Maragia. Thing that yeah, and then uh, I, I love the fire temple. I really do. I think it's yeah. fantastic. Apparently, though, we do it wrong with making that big mofo ramp. Oh the oh yeah we do do yeah uh, Mossy explained how it's supposed to happen and I was like oh maybe I'll try that next time because it seems like such an obvious answer mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure like ninety percent of the population that has played this game has done the giant bridge yeah so and I'm gonna do it again um, next time I don't care what he says and I, I mean I love you Andy but God you I was trying to get you to listen to me <laughs> like what do you mean? eat some food so you don't die I did eat food. And you were like, I'm fine, I won't get hit. And, like, immediately you got hit and died. <laughs> I was fine. Even Sam was on my side. She's like, listen to Al. <laughs> well, we didn't finish Tears of the Kingdom, unfortunately. True. We got pretty far. Like, we did really good. I think um, this was our first year kind of, like, doing the bingo with Tears. And we're kind of realizing that Tears is definitely longer mm -hmm. uh, main quest-wise than... Breath of the Wild. So, like, we, yeah. we found a good footing with Breath of the Wild and finishing all the incentives for that. But now that we've transferred that over to Tears, we're going to have to, like, yeah. gauge that a little bit better. Um, yeah, there was, uh, like, there's there's just a lot more main quests in the game. Mm -hmm. Like, there's an extra dungeon. Um, mm -hmm. There's uh, the extra, extra Hyrule. I was going to say, I guess if you count Hyrule Castle is, mm -hmm. which, I mean, it basically is. Like, uh, yeah, there's two extra dungeons, which is a lot of extra time. But I, yeah. I had fun with you. Uh, I thought we... It was you know, fun. We, yeah. were, we were finding Koroks like a great team. We That was fun. I did like finding the Koroks with you. Uh, except for that, except that, for one that one. Especially that one in the tree circle. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, just build a rock tower. There's <laughs> like... It's like, seriously, it's like dealing with one of my brothers. You just want to smack <laughs> you upside the head sometimes and be like, listen to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, no, I, we I'm had pretty sure at one point I did get smacked. And I think it was by you. Somebody smacked me at one point during the marathon. Oh, it could have been me. I just don't remember. Could have been. It could have been Lulu. 
I don't, I don't think so, though. Um, yeah, so uh, we also... You know what? We played Four Swords Adventures, and I was looking forward to this. However, I think the oh. placement of Four Swords Adventures uh, maybe, maybe took away from uh, what's usually a pretty fun experience. Because, like, we're playing Four Swords Adventures, and we're playing the level where you sneak into Hyrule Castle, which is usually a lot of fun. But we were yeah, playing it at, like, four in the it, morning. Yeah. We'd all been up for, like, forever, so... We were so tired, yeah. and it was just, like... I think you like half-heartedly like were re- were willing to like sabotage, but then I was like, no, I'm so tired, I just want to go to bed. And you're like, yeah, you're right. And so we yeah. like got our lives together and we did it. So there wasn't a lot of like shenanigans, which is like it was probably our fastest that we've ever finished our oh, world ever, which is like sure. cool. But also it was kind of a bummer because it was just too too early, zero sleep to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was too bad. Uh, okay, looking at some other games here. Uh, I I actually won Link's Awakening DX this year. Nice. I Very I good. won I won three games somehow this year. That's I don't know how or why or what, but like yeah maybe I not good. I I don't know maybe um, but mm-hmm. I, yeah Link's Awakening D I really love Link's Awakening DX but I do I feel an itch to play the new one um, mm. again because I haven't played it since it came out so so that was fun. Um, Minish Cap, I thought was uh, Minish Cap is always a blast. I was eliminated in the exact same spot I was last year. There oh, was nice. like the two elite players, which were Wes and Locke, and then Miranda came out of nowhere to like be like third place. And I, uh, yeah, I was, I knew I was gonna get in for in like fourth or third, so I was like, okay, I'm just kind of doing my thing. Um, and then I actually died, and I had to go all the way back, so I ended up kind of being Ooh. a tight race with me and Ashton for for fourth place. Mm-hmm. And I uh, sent her to the grave, but nice. yeah, I was I was dead like immediately after that, so that was fun. Nice. Usually is. Um, what else do we got? Ocarina of Time. You were in that race. Finished. Ocarina so of Time good. was really cool. I re- I re- I love playing Ocarina of Time, and I I'm not like the fastest person alive with that, but I was able to like even though they started after me, I was able to finish within like a minute of Josh and seconds of Catherine. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And I feel like I got my revenge and like, you know, put a good word on my name after last year with Ganon dying twice. And that, that was miserable, <laughs> but I, I took him out perfectly this time, no damage taken. And it was very vindicating. Like it was, it was awesome. That's right. Um, spirit tracks as well was, uh, uh- Spirit Tracks was... We had a ghost (laughs) in the TV or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, I don't know, halfway through the night, the one of the TVs that had been on down there. I don't know if anybody's seen the pictures of the setup, but it's insane. There's like a bazillion TVs. One of the TVs had been on, but not functional. Like, nobody was using it. Well, one... (laughs) People from upstairs connected their phone to it and were playing like... (laughs) The recorder, like, Jurassic Park noise, like and a like a ukulele, or like, or like a harmonica, or whatever. And then like a, a a little clip from the the Zelda cartoon with the Stolfo scream. Oh my god! It like oh it went god. rogue, and Locke was scrambling to turn that thing because it could be heard on stream. So Locke was like, "How do I turn this thing off?" And yeah, that was that was pretty hilarious. That that was like the part because I heard the story after the fact, and that was the part that sold it for me. Is like. Like, Locke is so, like, cool and calm and, like, God, he's smart. But it's just, like, <laughs> so when Locke is, like, struggling. <laughs> like, well, there's no power buttons on those. Like, they don't yeah. put power buttons on TVs anymore. So he's like, how do I turn this off? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was uh, killing myself hearing that story. Um, Legend, Legend of Zelda. Did you have a chance to watch that, Al? 
Uh, I watched the end with Jules. Right. That was incredible. Yeah. That was a really fun format um, where like it was it was kind of nice because it wasn't like it was a race, but it wasn't. So you do one dungeon and when, whoever finished the dungeon first got like 10 points, second place got nine, et cetera, et cetera. And then you'd after the dungeon, like everyone would kind of catch up, stroll along to the next dungeon, get whatever they needed to. And then like each dungeon was like a little race. So it was it was really fun, actually. It was like a blast. And, and everybody finished, which I think is like quite an accomplishment because that's yeah, that's awesome. that could be a tough game. Um, I think that was a cool format. I love when we add gimmicks to these games. I think it makes it much more fun. Yeah. Um, like to experience because we used to be pretty competitive with these games and like there's still an edge of competitiveness to them. But I think now that we do some games as teams or we do them like with these funny gimmicks, I think it makes it more entertaining for us as the players, but also like the viewer, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a team game and it was Oracle of Seasons. With our uh, esteemed colleague Lulu, who uh, is over on uh, Zeldcast socials, uh, this was this is a complete debacle. <laughs> it was, that's the only word for it. We we not only did not finish, we didn't even come close to finishing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I it was uh, yeah <laughs> that was I feel like everybody it, it's okay to have one of those games. That was yeah. Cat and I for Spirit Tracks. Yeah. Um, so I, I guarantee this was worse than that, though. I, I guarantee. <laughs> But we had a lot of fun. Lou and I had a great mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah. So that was good. Um, what else did we? What else did we do? What else did we play? We did, oh, there was like other games besides like the video, the game games. There was like little events. Like I, I want to talk about those in a second, but I do want to mention. So I, uh, I think it was uh, on Tuesday or something like that. I was making plans to go to Culver's, maybe. Uh, oh yeah. Maybe go to Gooey's or something like that. Play some N sixty four, and. Uh, I think Catherine smartened me up and she's like, you know what? Before you go, you should check and make sure that you are not a donation incentive for Twilight Princess this year. Oh yeah. And I was like I was like, what do you mean a donation incentive? And and because she was playing it, so she didn't know what the donation incentives were. Right. But uh, she was like, I would go and check. So I did, and I found out that uh, if you donated twenty dollars, I would play twenty minutes of Twilight Princess, aka I would slow somebody down for 20 minutes and uh, and be terrible, which I think I did yeah. a good job at. I ended up playing for yes, like two I hours. <laughs> That's incredible. Like on different people's teams too. Like poor Catherine, she had to just watch you destroy her, the f- whole first start of her run. <laughs> I, th- I think I played for like almost 50 minutes for Catherine. I played for 20 minutes for Rachel. Or maybe it was only 10. I can't remember. And But I definitely played for like 20 or 30 minutes for Grovile. Um... And th- so this was out. So Josh, this poor bloke, got uh, got stuck with this incentive to go and get the Hylian Loach, which oh, is like impossible. Yeah. And so like as people are finishing the game, Josh just looks down in disgust. He's like, "I'm done," and he just he puts <laughs> his control. He's been trying to catch this damn fish for like the last three. It was hours. easily like yeah, a long time. And I, so I came at the end, and I was like, "What happens if I catch this fish? You'd never <laughs> hear the end of it." And I was yeah. I was sure I was gonna catch that fish. But did not come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a that that one's rough. Some of the incentives were like roll goal, and that's fine. But oh, yeah. the load—that's a rough one. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what? This is probably the most fun Twilight Princess run that I've been a part of because I wasn't really part of it. It was just like yeah, you know, come be bad for someone else, which I I have no problem doing at all. So it, it, that was good. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, let's talk about Family Feud. That was really fun. 
That was fun. Except, we had team podcast, but you weren't there. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with you. I was uh, I was away on assignment somewhere, and team podcast I understand was not victorious in Family Feud. You're letting second. me down, Al. We came in second place. Our um, our second. like what was it? The big money whatever finale was. I felt like it was a little rigged because I had some pretty decent answers for that. Adriel got the or, yeah, like she got the better ones, but I I felt like I had good answers, and they were like two three five points and i was like oh come on i feel like i had good answers you know i couldn't play you know what i want to talk about something here for a second you know how i always say whenever you say on this show oh i'm not creative i can't think whenever you say that i always scoff at you for saying that there is a point in this uh family feud where (laughs) where we were talking about enemies we pulled people for enemies that that could defeat ganon and yes. I was, we had some good, we had some good pointage going on, but, yeah. uh, you, my God. you came up with the answer of flower blight Ganon and stole all of our points, which by the way, I had, I had no idea how to play family feud. I found out during this, mm-hmm. uh, event. I can't believe it. Couldn't yeah. believe it. Well, to be fair, Mossies was like, with our first answer, we, cause somebody said demise and I was like, well, if you could say demise, then you could say chic. Cause it was trying to be like anybody other than Zelda and Link. Mm-hmm. So that was our, and Mossy's is like, I'm going to give you a freebie. No, choose something else. And so we were like sitting there like, who the heck? And trying to think of stuff. And I, he said, think out of the box. And I think he was trying to get us to say something like Kuko or whatever. Which but is the second the first, answer. Yeah. But I thought of, uh, flower blade because she can take a uh, link within an inch of his own life so i was like if she can do that to link she can for sure be ganon <laughs> so that was fun i like that, that. we still didn't win but that was that was a fun answer i forgive you for not winning uh so so what well, happened... i feel like if andy had been there for our team the podcast team we might have won but well... instead andy was gone well, truth be told, I I was not supposed to play Family Feud. I I was like a, a very last minute replacement because because yeah, we had team podcast and it was going to be you, Jules, and, and Adriel, and um, the team they're the the third or the fourth team, which was Goo, and I think Miranda was supposed to be a part of that team, and I think her partner was supposed to be as well, but he had been up like all night playing, so they were like, we got no one to play, and so <laughs> Goo came over. He's like, he's like, do, do you want to play on our team against like the podcast team? That'd be funny, and I was like. Yeah, but like if if I'm gonna do that, we should we should get a disguise. So <laughs> we went over we went over upstairs to uh, to Jack and Jonathan who are who are making the old men and they're they're sewing away and, and we're like, hey, can you guys make us a disguise? And they're just like, huh? Like what? And I'm like, yeah, I, I need like a disguise, like maybe a mustache or something like that. And, oh, and can I borrow your hat? And uh, so yeah, I borrowed his hat. He sewed me up a little white mustache out of old man stuffing. And uh, and that's how that was done. You were Ten minutes Gooey's beforehand. Father. Gooey's, Gooey's father. Gooey's dad. That's right. Who can't drive at night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was uh, that was a good time. You know what? That was. I had a good time. I don't know if you did as well as much as I did, but the the puzzle I thought was really fun this year. Oh, I actually that was my time where I snuck away and was like, I'm gonna catch up on sleep. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Um. Well. I had to, uh, actually I didn't have to, but I was, I was strongly suggested that I should retire from uh, active puzzle competition and transition more to the commentary booth. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And uh, the the dream team of Mosley, Rod Lloyd, and Andy Spiteri with our uh, correspondent, Nico, 
we had a we had a good time calling that. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch that VOD. I don't know if you want to watch that VOD. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of the word gappage. That gappage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that oh word is said probably about three hundred times. Uh, oh my god, you have to take a shot every time one of you says gapping. Oh god. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, that was that was fun. Um, the gimmick wasn't quite what you thought, but it was close enough. Yes. So what happened? What I thought was going to happen is he, there was going to be three or four puzzles for each team, but they were all going to get mixed together, and everybody would have to scrounge for their own pieces. But what wound up happening, which would have been hard, because like say you had found the piece. But they're all cut differently. So yeah. you may have found the piece, but it wouldn't have worked. But what happened is there was two puzzles per team, and those were mixed together. So you had to separate them out and do the two puzzles. And thankfully, it was like a smaller puzzle, but it still looked very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, we yeah. did we did name that Zelda tune, which, uh, which yep. is always fun. I think that was a lot more fun this year because we could write it on the whiteboards versus having the buzzer. Because I feel like there's some certain competition that I would not win the buzzer with. So yeah, I agree. And I um, did a lot. I did so much better than I thought I was going to do. To be honest, I was pretty proud of myself. I think I got second place next to Goo. I I did really good too because I was copying off Catherine for almost all of it. <laughs> uh, I had Katie yeah. copying off me over here, so, so it's I, fine. So actually, I I kind of uh, I kind of strategically when uh when we were sitting down i took my seat and i was like oh crap i sat in the front row i can't copy off anyone so uh, and Catherine, i can't remember what she said but like she was like she was talking about like oh my my chair is like out of camera view i gotta move it and i was like no, no take take my chair i was trying to be gentlemanly i was like please Catherine, take my chair and i and i went to go sit behind her and i just kind of made sure i could see her whiteboard and i was like I, I tried to, to to copy off rachel too for uh wind waker trivia but she was oh, she was kind of yeah. onto my tactics, unfortunately. Mm. Plus, she writes really small. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, she was like, "Get out of here." Um, so that <laughs> Wind, Wind Waker trivia was rough. That, that was, was rough, even for me. And I know a bit about Wind Waker, but not that much. Uh, yeah, I I think I came in a decided last place in that, <laughs> which is which is fine. Love it. Um. Okay. One. You know, one thing I did want to talk about, unless there's any other games or segments, anything like that that I missed. Um, I can't think of like any games or segments that were on stream, but just for like some behind the scenes, I think we had a lot of good food. That was cool. Something that people I was don't just about to say at the marathon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that we make each other food, and so that was a lot of fun. Like you, you made us poutine. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't make us poutine. We made us poutine i i we <laughs> I were helped. talking about we were talking about poutine in the marathon chat a couple weeks beforehand and i was like you know what as uh, the leader of team celsius i feel like it's my <laughs> obligation to make you guys uh bring you a little bit of canadiana and and make you poutine and i think so i said i'd do it and then immediately i was like allison i don't know how to make poutine can you help me and uh <laughs> And so, yeah, we we, uh, we got our hot sauce and poutine stuff at the same time, actually. And, and I, mm-hmm. I think that came together pretty darn well, actually. The poutine was really good. I think it worked out really well. Like, we learned some things. Maybe we get some different French fries next time and, like, yeah. make more. Um, but aside from that, like, you, you live and you learn at these events. So I think aside from that, it was really good. I, I really liked poutine, so that was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Uh, your tacos, as always, were uh, were a hit. I did tacos for my birthday yesterday because I was like, oh, I want some tacos. Tacos are staple here, so that's why I like to, to share them with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we had a lot of good food over the course of uh, course of this mm-hmm. week. So some was, lasagna, uh, some like some stuffed peppers. Uh, stuffed peppers, ooh, those were bomb. 
a pies. Alex made a lot of pies. Those were really good. So it's awesome because we all kind of take care of each other at this event, and I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, we don't have Culver's in Canada, so I was I oh, had I Culver's a couple times. Either. Yeah, that was cool. Yep. Um, one thing that we did, we did an escape room, and I have to say, yeah. so I I was uh I was on a team with Moss, Locke, Rachel, and Josh. So, uh, so it's pretty intelligent people there. And then, you know, me and Moss. So we were, uh, we, we actually did pretty well. Like we, I, I kind of felt smart. I've done one escape room before, but did not escape at all. Mm-hmm. Died a miserable death. So we, we got out of there with, I think like five minutes to spare. So that was cool. That was fun. That was fun. We did that the night before the event started. So it's not filmed or anything, but Mossy set it, set it up so we could all go do an escape room. It was my first time. And it was a couple people's first time on mm-hmm. our team. I had, Catherine, Megan, and Chertu was with us too. Chertu is like was really smart with some of the answers. Like, dang, we got the good guy on our team. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah. Well, I, like we had Locke, so we had kind of an advantage. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, yeah. the whole the whole week was a lot of fun. It was it was a magical week. We had a big. We had like pool parties almost. Mm-hmm. Well, not every night because it took about three nights before. Like the pool was like was like sludge water. It was like greenish black (laughs) but like so i I kept on asking moss because i kept on like eyeing that pool he's got this gigantic pool and uh, i was like like is this like swimmable like why does it look like that and he's like it's just a color like it's actually fine it's not gonna you know if you jump in it might be a little bit like chlorine but it's not gonna be bad so i I kept on kind of eyeing it and by day three i was like you know what? I'm Do ready. It. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So I yeah. I dived in and and I didn't die. So I was like, okay, th- let's go. So every I night, by almost. the end of the week, it was blue. Yeah. Well, just that in was time. great. Yeah. Um, I think the pool was fun. I do kind of miss our like empty pool karaoke from last year. That was really cool. So, yeah. <laughs> but but ha- seeing everybody have a good time in the pool was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was a magical week as it always is. Uh, and again, just, uh, just a huge shout out to, to everybody that, that watched and shared and donated actually, and a special shout out to Stalnox who we've got in the chat right now as well. He, oh my gosh. This Stalnox guy came is in like so the most clutch. generous person. Yeah. This, that, <laughs> that was probably the, the highlight of the, the marathon actually is when that, when that donation came in and it was like the whole place went crazy and just like, mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was a great moment. Um, I was sleeping during that, but I went back to the VOD to watch it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was great. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, how's the Zelda Dungeon Marathon? And I and I miss everybody already, but I can't wait to do it again uh, next year. So mm-hmm. there we go. Um, okay, so really quickly before we uh, get to the Patricia Somerset interview, we're gonna uh, we're gonna run down what we got going on for the next couple weeks here. Some of this is subject to move around a little bit, but uh, generally speaking, this is what we got going on. Uh, we're going to be full full on back into it next week, talking Tears of the Kingdom. We're going to talk about all the different collectibles and maybe what we think the uh, the future of collectibles in the Zelda series might look like. Um, after that, we're going to be talking about Tears of the Kingdom music, and uh, I'm going to drag uh, my buddy Doomital Crossing from the Omega Metroid podcast over to talk about that with us. Uh, we got an episode on side quests. We got an episode on outfits, and in fact, we're going to be doing on ZeldaCast top tens next month. Uh, we're going to be doing a our top favorite outfits. So our episode on on outfits is going to kind of just be more like specifically what they do, how they function. This one's going to be what we like, um, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do a full mofo spoiler cast. So like, mm-hmm. we're going for it, and then after that, our spoiler is going to end on tears of the kingdom we're just 
We're, we're talking spoilers. It'll be out for three months at that point. We're doing it. Um, yep. And we're also going to sneak in a Wind Waker episode in there as well, because we got the 20th... Well, actually, the 20th anniversary kind of already came and passed, but we got a big Wind Waker feature going on uh, at the website the website to celebrate the 20 years. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that as well. So mm-hmm. that's what we got going on. But uh, for now, we're going to flip over to Nick. We're going to flip over to Adriel, and we are going to catch up with Patricia Somerset. Uh, so enjoy this uh, this little interview that they did, and thank you to both of them for doing that, and thank you to uh, Patricia for talking to us. Um and yeah, we are, uh, we're going to get out of here. Um, of course, you know where to find us over on social at the ZeldaCast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. I think it's still, it's X now instead of Twitter. Oh my God. What a, <laughs> what a carnival that is. Um, and and <laughs> subscribe wherever, <laughs> subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Like, sub- like subscribe. Yeah, you, you know what I'm trying to say. The hangover is real here, people. Uh, and check us out over <laughs> on Patreon. We got, you know what? Actually, I should take this opportunity to thank everybody that's subscribed over on Patreon. There's been a ton of people. Uh, I hope that what you're, you know, what we've been doing so far, you've been digging. Um, actually, and, and, a, and a plug, Sam and I uh, recorded our first episode of the Spateria's Review. It was her cute. podcast debut. Maybe I'll send cute, that to you, cute. Al, if you want to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that is it for us, Al. Always a pleasure. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to flip it over to Nick and Adriel, and we are going to get out of here, but we'll be back in the full swing of things next week. Till then, everybody, take care. Bye. <laughs> um, all right. I've, uh, I've hit record. I will lord over you in this tall chair. I have mine going, too, just, as, uh, <laughs> just in case. Awesome. So, awesome. Again, thank you so much for being here and coming out. It's, uh, are, how, are you enjoying the, the convention so far? Oh, very much, yeah. It's been very do you busy, like, actually. Do you like, like meeting with the fans and all that? And... I do, yeah. Every day I get some like highlight stories that are really fascinating and interesting, where I meet some people who are very excited to be there, and I know I've made their weekend, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, That's yeah. us. That's, that's awesome. You're looking at it. For this convention, it's perfect. It's like the game just came out, so you're still mm-hmm. fresh on everyone's minds. They're all still playing it. It's so exciting. It is. This is my first convention after the game release, so yeah. I'm, I'm oh, now really? getting all the Tears of the Kingdom stuff coming at me. It's, it's fun. It's like, uh, you're, so you're great. still playing it. Me? I haven't actually opened Tears oh. of the Kingdom yet. <laughs> Sitting on my counter. And I'm just staring at it. I'm like, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, that's so uh, that's so funny because it's such a, it's just it's beautiful and moving, and you do a great job in it. So Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny to me that, of course, you got I mean you lived in it. You're living in it now, right? So playing it is it's only downhill from there. Yeah, it's like <laughs> sure. That's gonna be me listening back to this. Don't worry. <laughs> Well, say, I'm sure from your, your your perspective, like playing the game for the first time must be an experience. Because like, do you do you know the full scope of the story, or just kind of like what you yourself recorded, or what I recorded, which you know does have it lose to a lot of other elements of story because she is quite in there. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah no, I mean we we work with the stuff that we're given, which is the stuff that we need to know to do a good performance, mm-hmm. and everything is generally very secretive for. For good reasons, right. like not yeah. everybody should have access to that. Because if one person leaks it, you know, right. not, you know, hopefully they can trust us, right? But you never know. Sure. <laughs> you never know you yeah, you really, you really don't know. Um, well, I guess we'll just sort of we have we have a couple of questions prepared that um, yeah. we'll we'll jump so in. I we already started. I know we you know <laughs> we, we have, but we've gone <laughs> off book already. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
What was it like, like sliding into the role again? Because this is like your third time playing Princess Zelda. Like, how how was that experience, and what was kind of your impressions on that? I felt like coming into it for a third time has been. It's funny, the word relief came up several mm -hmm. times for me because mm -hmm. I've spent so much time living with this character and representing this character for other people mm -hmm. and you just sort of carry around a, a big mm -hmm. character in your head like that um, for yeah. years. <laughs> and then to actually go back in and actually revisit it in a concrete way with a team and a script and a, you can actually get back into the acting chops of it has mm -hmm. been so satisfying. It's been only awesome, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, It's felt like the best. Um, and in terms of like what I prefer, I, people ask me often at the table, they're like, which which game do you prefer doing? And I'm like, well, it started with Breath of the Wild, so it, that's where everything comes from. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, in the end, right now, I'm really preferring like being on the other side of a third game because it's just, I don't know, there's something so um, deeply rewarding about coming back in for a third time and doing mm. it again. Yeah. Yeah. This is now your third time doing this. Can you just sort of talk a little bit about if your approach to the character has changed or if this was just sort of felt like a, a homecoming or, or how it felt? <laughs> it does feel like a homecoming um, without going into too many details because I'm not to speak of the process of everything sure, too, too sure, much. Sure, sure. Um, but I do feel that there is a kind of natural evolution, both with like time and age mm. and coming into wisdom and just everything that occurs with the character that then gets to evolve over a series of games that has some kind of, say, linear, it has, it has some sort of timeline to it naturally. Yeah. Um, and then also there's the aspect of having <laughs> lived through a, pan with, through a pandemic with everybody, and so, I don't know, bringing that to characters, all characters that I do, but definitely Zelda as well. Mm -hmm. Just sort of where it started from, from a first game with no information, and where it's gone to third game with lots of information, background context, both in the fictional world and in real life. It's just really, it's fascinating, the layers yeah. that are, and, and, and very pleasing to be able to have that right. as, as part of the process. Well, absolutely. So like when you first read this like thing, they, they, they brought the script to you, your first time seeing it, like how did you feel with the direction that they took like Zelda as a, uh, you know, well, I guess that's just how did you feel about that, the direction that they, they had taken with it? Oh, well, I mean, I, I, I sort of got it in, in chunks as we we're going along and um, when certain things came up that I was like, I mean, I, 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 I did some silent squealing because I, <laughs> it was so exciting to see what we were going to record. Yeah. And I was like, this is really, it's going all the way in. It's really um, deep storytelling. So. It really, really is. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's such a, it's such a departure in many ways from Breath of the Wild, just in terms of the storytelling. And I mean, there were moments in Tears of the Kingdom where I was like, Nintendo wouldn't do that. There's no, there's no way they would do that. And boy, did they. <laughs> well, I think just the way they wrote the script is just so smart because it's like, you know, the players aren't going to be getting it sequentially. They're going to be getting the end. The beginning. It's going to be all over the place. So being able to write that script in such a way that it can, you know, do that is, is I think, really impressive. Isn't it fascinating? I, I actually find the way that they... Like, the way they, they do classic storytelling and all the elements of it are like, they are classic storytelling down to the things that are in the game, the symbols that are in the game, um, particularly this one, yeah. without saying what they are, but they're like, you know, it's so, um, it's something that we understand already universally and yeah. like what, what is being faced. Mm -hmm. And yet where they decide to be innovative with it is a really interesting calculation that they've been able to make that has 
done so well. And you're like, how did they do that? Mm -hmm. How did they put those things together in that way? It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. My playthrough, I was like, started getting things out of order. And I was like, it was like I was like piecing together everything with a red string. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) You know? I like to think of you had a big map on your wall and you were like, yeah, this is exactly what it (laughs) felt. I'm say Pelican Brief, but that's not probably not the movie. (laughs) Born Identity. Yeah, Yeah. or the meme of Charlie Day with the the red string (laughs) is kind of that's how I felt. (laughs) I still Sylvia, yeah, put it all together. So without going too much into the spoiler territory, how was it? Because, you know, in this game, we kind of got to see, like, a darker side of the princess. Uh, Again, surprising and very fun. Hmm. And I already feel like Breath of the Wild, Zelda sort of was a was a darker, more nuanced version of Zelda in general. Mm-hmm. Like that's they decided to flesh out that part of her. She had cynicism to her. She had, um, you know, jealousies, insecurities that you were able to actually, you know, witness in the in the cutscenes. And yes, to take it here where they've taken it in the in the sequel, without saying what that is. Um, I go as somebody who really loves, you know, I'm and anytime I get a chance to exercise my acting chops mm. in that sense is like. It was super cool. I was like, ooh, how are we gonna tackle this? This is gonna be really interesting. There were some calculations to make in terms of like what range that would require. Mm. Um, but also they're always pretty clear about what they need and want and they've done all the uh. thinking through. So I can be like, you know, pose a question and I'll get usually a very like thought through answer that's been, mm. you know, oiled and massaged by several people. So That's really yeah. interesting. I Yeah. Uh, in the in the past, you've talked a little bit about how um, it's sort of a, a siloed kind of experience where you're not directly working with um, some of the other voice actors. Was it sort of similar for this? It always is. Mm-hmm. You, you never have other... For this kind of thing, which is a dub and um, mm-hmm. a localized dub like that, it's... Um, when I speak of the people I'm working with, it's really the team. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the director, um, possibly director casting director depending on on that game and then you know writer and some producer like all the people that are in charge of the creative story maybe sitting in on a session and weighing in while the session is going Mm -hmm. um uh, but in general yeah um it's also nice to have such a team that is they all weigh in and you do you do get an understanding like in the moment what might be working or not working Mm -hmm. um so it's taken care of pretty pretty quickly uh yeah, or massaged in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I try to like dodge around. I'm like, no, you're right. I am perfectly okay. I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen like I, I get like one thing wrong sometimes on an interview. They clickbaited and they put. Not that you guys are gonna do that. No. Yeah. Well, like, I know you kind of had an experience like that in the yes. past when you were ah. talking about the relationship between Link and Zelda, and they kind of took it out of context. They took it way out of context. It was completely not what I wanted. Well, they want they want the headline. They wanted the headline. They they knew better and they just did it anyway, and then everybody picked it up. It was like it was a nightmare. And for for the record, we we didn't do that. So. I, know, I know I know you didn't do that, which is why we're talking today. <laughs> if you had, I'd be like, I don't know. No, no. It's yeah. I mean nothing but I mean respect and honestly ad- admiration for being able to navigate this process. I'm sure Thanks. is. It's, I'm sure it's not easy. <laughs> you want to think that it like it's like it's okay and it doesn't matter, but it does. It does. It, <laughs> it does matter a lot. Right. Yeah, it's a funny thing. It's funny well, where it matters and where it doesn't. But. Right. Yeah. Well, and with that, is there anything you want to kind of clear up about? I feel like I, cl- I still have I still have the um, my statement like posted to my Twitter in case <laughs> anybody it. has any 
questions about it and people still don't look there and they'll still ask me in the questions like I heard that you think that and I'm just like oh no look at my statement it's pinned to my Twitter <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so clear as day so. <laughs> relationships are ambiguous you can bring what you want it's to it that's the beauty of it I've never implied anything other than that totally and then I yeah sometimes in really sometimes in these interviews I talk about myself and my idea of relationships mm -hmm. which I think got a little confusing in that interview but anyway. yeah. no, well, I, I understand that because like with Link being like the silent protagonist it's like it's upon the player to kind of project a little bit of themselves onto it and so the relationship can be whatever the player like makes of it you know I mean totally absolutely yeah. like you said it's it's, a, it's up in the air you know it's up for you know, whatever the player decides, I guess, you know? Up for, yeah. I, want to, I want to find a pun, but I'm not going to find one. Yeah. <laughs> up for... Uh, can't find one. Because <laughs> there's got to be a Zelda pun in I there know, somewhere. I like <laughs> um, a later. Uh, well, here's a... a, a not yet. Not yet. It hasn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> what a cup. Okay. <laughs> um, here's a, a fun fan question that you can answer if you want or not. Oh, it's just, if you've... If you, because I know that you've played, you know, other Zelda games and things like that. If you could have voiced Zelda in any other game, like if you're, there's Somebody one that you're... asked me that in the panel. Oh, really? Day, I was like, I don't usually get asked that. It's so fascinating. And I said Twilight Princess Zelda. Mm. I was like, that's mm. what I'm feeling right now. And I think it's also because I also write in Hylian, in Twilight Princess Hylian. So I'm like, I feel more of an affinity with that game. I think about that game probably the most. What, what do you what do you mean you write in, in Hylian? I write in the Hylian, the Twilight Princess Hylian script. So it's like mm. it's like glorified calligraphy, but it's letter to letter and it's wow. very beautiful. And I, yeah, it's like you can find it online. It's I awesome. didn't yeah. know that. I, I know about your music. But and you were just <laughs> you were just in um in Montreal at the Fringe? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So how was that? Was it uh, it was it was it was great. We got rained out, oh, um, no. <laughs> but people still showed up, and it was like they under tents in their rain jackets, and we uh. sang, and some water poured um, oh. on the keyboard. It was oh, not well, okay, never mind. I was gonna say that might work for some of the music. Like, it actually it did. We have a song called "The Rain and the Robin." We have a few songs that we reference rain, and so we were like, you know what? Let's just roll with it. Yeah, yeah, there's something very peaceful about um, singing in the rain. Oh, that was another pun. Yeah, Accidental. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know that you did this this highly in calligraphy, so that's fun. That's fun. So, so since you've uh, since you've voiced this character, how how deep have you dove into like the series as a whole? <laughs> you played all the other ones, or just like, I have or? not come. I've not played the other ones. I've not played Majora's Mask. Because I've played like I've watched Wind Waker. I haven't played Wind Waker. Hmm. Um, there's several I haven't played. The ones I have played are like the original Ocarina of Time, hmm. Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild. And I plan to play some Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I'm not going to try to beat them. I just don't. I just don't have time. I can't go oh, into absolutely. the vortex. <laughs> yeah. Just play enough to kind of get a feel for it and experience it a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah, wow. I understand that. There are so so many Zelda games. There to are. Play. Yeah. I mean, it's like 30 years or something. Now. Six, I think. Is it? Is it 36? Something like that. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. It came yeah. out in 1986. I think it's the first yeah. version. It's so 36 or even 37. That's a long yeah. history to yeah. get through. <laughs> on your schedule, I'm sure yeah. that's it. Um, well, we, I'm sure that we will wrap. I guess the last question is, if there's anything you want to, I don't know, is there anything coming up that you, of course, musically or anything <laughs> that you, like, creatively, <laughs> anything for you personally that you, you know, are, are looking forward to or want to or can talk about, we, you know, would love to hear it. 
I'm, I'm looking forward to doing mo more shows with our band because we awesome. just released an album a month ago and that was really lovely and we just got the vinyls a couple weeks ago. Oh, I saw, so. I saw them out there yeah. when I, we were yeah. lurking to, you know, like, set up. They're like off-brand from everything else. They're cool. But it's like, it's a sculpture of a woman. That's So it's an image of a sculpture of a woman that's like this big. Mm. This oh, that's, that's what that is. Yeah, it's a Montreal-based artist and cool. she just does riveting work and we're like, it's super interesting but we're going to put that on our cover and we love it so much. So that's, that's awesome. Um, so there's that, and I am working on some other games, and awesome. I'm developing a screenplay as well that should have a reading for it soon. It's kinda, so it takes place in Upper Michigan, where I'm from. Oh, okay. Um, and I've been researching. Um, actually, I can't talk about the screenplay too much because it'd be like. No, no. But don't tell us. Essentially, much. researching deer, which is a really big thing in my my family is kind of really outdoorsy family, so. Mm -hmm. That's been something that's been really fun. I've had an excuse to research some outdoor subjects that I enjoy. That's wonderful. <laughs> for that screenplay. Oh, um, that's great. Yeah. That's the, I mean, writing is incredibly difficult. I <laughs> so write, right? I, I'm, you know, I'm also doing things like that. So it's just, I, I'm, I feel for you. My, my friends who kind are... kind of thankless, but also the best thing. I, it is. Wrong. It's like you just... It's like, so rewarding. Yep. It's so ascending, rewarding. you know, into another plane of being, but it's also just like, so you're clawing your way to the end, you know, so... Yeah. Uh, respect for that. Kudos <laughs> to you too. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for your time. This Absolutely. was this was honestly a, an honor and a pleasure. So wonderful opportunity. Thank you so I much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for Andy and Allison. Say hello again. Awesome. Please give them a big hello back. Yes, they. I mean, I, I listened to that interview again recently, and it's just such a, a joy to hear you all talk. So I what I did during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, I think so, because all of you are like, current events notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I oh, think that's that what it is. a weird time. I don't even know what I said on the interview. Yeah. I think it was, like, reasonable. No, it was, yeah. it was lovely. It's dark so. pandemic times. Like, hi. I know, right? <laughs> all know, of us. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Here, I'll thank turn this off again. here. Um,